0: Welcome to So You Couldn't Be a Pop Star, the show where we talk to people who might not be pop stars but are obsessed with their careers and find out what it takes to get there. We're your hosts, Mandy and Sarah with ButWhatIsNext.com. Okay,
1: so I I can't even believe it, but I can believe it because yesterday I forgot my own gate code and I needed to let someone in oh, and good. I had to text Joshua and say, what's my gate code? So I am not surprised I forgot a thing that happened when I was ten, nine, I don't know. But Okay. In our first podcast, we talked about what we wanted to be when we grew up. And hence Mm -hmm. came the name so I couldn't be a pop star because you wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be a pop star. Mm -hmm. What I forgot was that I fancied myself on the brink of stardom. And a friend and I wrote a song. And then not only did we write the song, we pulled some strings with friends of parents with musical talent, and we recorded the song. And it exists because my dad saves everything. (laughs) And so I unearthed this song on my recent work trip and shared it with the guys that I work with. And it was hilarious and i'm not even embarrassed because i'm like yeah i went for that but so i would like to gift you this sarah to get to listen oh my to the one and only ever recorded song by myself and my friend
0: oh my god can i open it and play it right yeah, now please do please
1: do I'm sure it won't read well audio wise, like on here.
0: It's gonna be fine. You know what? Because if it doesn't, I'll just load it it. in separately. Or or we'll just not include the
1: song. We don't need to share it with the world. I think we do. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. Okay. All right. Oh. Oh, keyboard. Is that a synth? Stop. Wrong, you Stop. So that was more than enough. enough. It goes on. There's more verses. <gasps> um, and I... My God, I'm crying right now. <laughs> to, I don't want to spoil anything, but if you make it to the end of the song, there is a big plot twist. <clears throat> this stranger that we befriended... Okay. We marry them. And we have children with this stranger. Oh. Mm-hmm. And that's all detailed in the song. It's detailed in the song. And then I, again, back to my no memory, I don't know what we were thinking, but I oh I was messaging with my friend Katie, who I wrote and recorded this with, and she was like, I remember something about a homeless man, and we were inspired by Martina McBride. We really wanted to tug at the heartstrings. And I was like oh Excuse me. Are you saying we wrote this song that we find a homeless man on the street? We have coffee with him we get up and hold hands and talk and then we somehow end up having children with the homeless man wait is it both of you together (laughs) are we in a thruple what is happening (laughs) i don't know and she has really good memory so i think if she says that it's true but i'm like oh my lord. what is (laughs) i
0: you have no idea how much joy this brought to my day
1: you're welcome
0: yeah so um we're gonna have to share this this is important yeah, so I
1: don't I don't Sorry, even know where this fits thing. in but it felt like a really important update that couldn't be lost so yeah like, we're gonna have some weird editing to do but no
0: it's fine I don't even care this is great I'll figure it out
1: <laughs> so so you
0: know one of the girls that works for me did the same thing that I guess that she would make mix CDs for her friends and she would sing and record songs of herself and like mix them in the mix CD. like so that her friends... and, and God bless her. She's an avid listener and we love you for being an avid listener, but I'm dying to hear that recording. Please, but now there's like a bar has been set with what you please did. Please share They're your like...
1: mixtapes. If you too wanted yeah. to be a pop star or rock star when you were a child and you have forever, Ever memories like that, please share them and we could we could create a a whole so you couldn't be a pop star album of all of our childhood hits. Oh my god. (laughs) The album nobody is asking for except for me. But we we could do it. (laughs) We could do it. I'm I'm really glad to be back. I missed I missed podcasting.
0: You know, I really missed you last week, and our guest was so cool and so entertaining and her story was so good and I kept trying to channel what would Mandy say because <laughs> you're so good at like directing the conversation mm. and I just get caught up in the stories and I'm like uh uh-huh, tell me more and I'm like god Mandy would probably be
1: interjecting with so many good you questions you did a wonderful like, job I think it's it's just not the it's same. It's ironic because I love doing this, and we sat here and talked about how much I love my job, and then it was my job, and mm-hmm. then I couldn't do this. And I was like, this is right. this is the problem when you love all the things in your life is sometimes you have to be disappointed because you can't do all the things at once. I
0: know. It's tough. But I'm happy to be back. Dang. Yeah, I know. It's going to be a fun
1: ride. I, I feel um, like you should tell me who we're talking to today before we talk yeah, to them. Yeah, so-
0: We are talking to Macy Boyd, Boyd. and she is amazing. Um, She, okay, I discovered Macy, like, four or five years ago, and from another woman on social media. um, Macy, when I found her, only had, like, I don't know, a few thousand followers, which (laughs) I say that only Only a few thousand. (laughs) Only a few thousand. But... She, I found her, uh, because she was putting out all this great fitness content and Macy previously was doing, um, like, like bodybuilding competitions, but like for the bikini division. So based on my understanding of this, because I'm,
1: (laughs) we'll let her explain when she gets here.
0: Yeah. We'll let her explain (laughs) all that. But, um, she's grown this empire and she's, what she's done is taken her platform And like, if you go to her Instagram page and we'll put all this stuff in the show notes, but, um, she's taken her page and made herself, it's not all fitness content. It's not like, here's what I eat in a day. Like every single post, like she's a really relatable human being and so kind. And so I just recently reached out to her to about a month ago to help me get back on track with my fitness goals. So you firsthand
1: get to know how her loving her job translates into how she does her job. That's fun.
0: Well, that's it. Yeah. And you know, so every week we have check-ins about like how the week go. And what I love about her is it's not just about the fitness side. Like she's putting together my workout plans and helping me figure out what to eat to get to my goals. And her check-ins though, aren't just based on that. It's also like, tell me what you've been struggling with this week and like what goals you have for yourself, like outside of fitness, like how can we help you be a better human? And so she's kind of like a fitness slash wellness maybe is the best way to put it. But, and, and that really is reflected on her social media account and now she's blown up to like 105,000 followers. Like she's like, she's like doing the kind of content that I hope but what's next does one day where it's like, people are like, can you promote this?
1: Hey, that's like the first step too, right? We see people doing it well, and we're like, how'd you get there? So we get to learn something right. about that today too.
0: All right, welcome to another episode of So You Couldn't Be a Pop Star. I am joined by my co-host Mandy, who wasn't able to make it on episode four, and I'm so sad because it just was not the same Without Mandy. So, welcome back, Mandy. I know you've had a lot of adventures, but I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you. It's
1: very good (laughs) to be back. It was an adventure. That's a story for another day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is a story for another day because we are also joined by the amazing Macy Boyd, who, um, if you're on Instagram, you've probably come across her page at some point in time. Her views are insane, and she's just this little spitfire
2: of a human
0: with uh, an amazing cause and amazing things that she's doing and just instilling positivity in women all over. So, Macy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you guys
2: so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and super excited for our conversation. Awesome. Okay. Okay. So we start every podcast with the exact same question,
0: and it's a really important one, and we're going to need you to dig deep. All right. For this I'm nervous, but okay, let's we'll do Don't mess this. it up. Okay. No, it's really good. <laughs> when you were a kid, like, say like nine years old, okay. what did you want to be when you grew up?
2: I know this is going to sound super cliche, but I wanted to be a doctor. I, when From a young age, I always wanted to be a doctor. I was always carrying around my telescope. Tel- tethoscope. Am I saying that right? Clearly, it never be. Stethoscope. Stethoscope. Yes. <laughs> I was always carrying that around, checking my dog's heartbeat, just everything. So I always knew from a young age I wanted to help people. Um, so it's funny how it's kind of turned into that's what I'm doing now, just not a doctor.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so why don't you explain for everybody who's listening what it is that you do
2: now? So I am a lifestyle personal coach, so... I like to also consider myself a mentor at this stage that i'm in now i've been in business for about six and a half years i work with women we are a women owned and operated business and we work with women so women support women we love it um and basically what i do is i work one-on-one with women and we focus on health and wellness so we'll focus on like their nutrition their training um but also the deeper rooted things as well like you know, stressors in their lives and things like that, because it all kind of comes together. You know, it's not just like, hey, you know, go do this training, go eat, you know, go eat this or whatever. And you see progress. There's a lot of things that people don't understand when it comes to truly living a healthy lifestyle, like what that entails. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is kind of your mindset. So I really work with individuals with kind of bringing that all together and giving them their freedom back when it comes to health and wellness. Because I know it takes up, personally for me, it took up a lot of space in terms of, it was consuming my thoughts every day for most of the day, right? And I have finally gotten to that point to where that's no longer a thing. And I feel like, I feel like I'm really good at teaching people how to kind of regain that freedom. So yeah, that's what I do. And I have a team of, there's four of us. So we've grown. Over the past couple of years, which is crazy. Um, And we're actually hiring or going to be hiring for our fifth employee. So it's really exciting. Oh my gosh.
1: Congratulations. That's amazing.
2: Wow. (laughs) And, you know, I can attest to our listeners
0: that, um, you know, I use Macy. I don't use her. Wow. That sounded terrible. No, I,
2: (laughs) we're in in a, I always like to say to you for my clients, like when we start working together, we are essentially in a relationship at that point.
1: Oh, how
2: cute.
1: <laughs> I love that. That's real though. I mean, when you're doing work of any type that's like taking that holistic approach, mm-hmm. like it really is a relationship with whoever is walking you through that because part of that work being effective, right? is like, honesty, authenticity, right. like if you're not telling someone what's actually going on, they can't help you. And if you're not able to see what's going on, you can't help guide them. So it's, it really is a relationship. Like there's, there's trust and vulnerability required there and like direct communication and, and Absolutely. learning how someone needs to be communicated with. So when you see those places, you can help, you know how to share that information. So I think it's, it is a really beautiful connection that you've clearly have already made of like, wanted to be a doctor, wanted to help people, and then maybe that's not exactly how, but I do still want to help people. So I'm curious, what happened between nine-year-old who wants to be a doctor and Macy today that is a coach and helping people in a really different way and a mentor? Um, what, was, what was the journey like to get from point A to now?
2: So my journey has been super interesting. Um, I actually, so when I went to college, my major was business. So... Kind of, again, didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I was like, the whole doctor thing was very intimidating to me. I'm like, I'm not smart enough to be a doctor. There was a lot of self-doubt in my journey. And I'm like, well, business seems easy. I'll do business. Um, I finished with my associate's degree, but I never went back. It's just not something that I felt like. I was like, I'm, I don't know what I want to do. I don't want to waste all this money, right? After like kind of the in-between phases, I was like, I'm going to take a gap year, <laughs> feel like a lot of people say that. Um, I'm going to take a gap year. (laughs) And during that gap year, I was kind of being destructive in my behavior in terms of abusing alcohol um, and just really not being true to myself. I was just kind of trying to find happiness in places that were empty, in my opinion. And anyways, long story short, because it is a very long story, long story short, (laughs) I... Ended up totaling my car, intoxicated. Oh. I literally crashed into a telephone pole. Wasn't wearing my seatbelt. And luckily, I got, I'm saying this lightly. Luckily, I got ejected from the vehicle because the telephone pole fell on my car. Wow. Whoa. So, crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in a small town at the time I was born and raised in Maine. So everyone knows each other in that small town. And the first responders, everything knew me by name. And it just like, it was, it was a scary thing. Um, And I didn't get a DUI, which was very, just kind of crazy. But again, the officer was like, listen, your parents are going to punish you way more than like, we're just glad you're here basically. So that in itself was a wake up call for me. Like, what the hell am I doing? Like, what am, what am I doing? And then seeing my parents like that, like in the ER and like, I'm like on the hospital bed and a neck brace. And I'm like, what am I doing? This is not, this is not me. So I ended up moving back in with my parents, which was like, I was super embarrassed about that, but I knew it was necessary. And then my mom, she, an angel, she kind of started this whole thing for me. She was like, I'm gonna, you know, here's a gym membership. And at that point too, I had gained probably like 40 pounds or so from like, college and drinking like every day i'm talking i was drinking every day um so i had gained a good amount of weight and just was not happy with myself like you could tell i was in a very dark place so my mom was like you know maybe just go to the gym and just kind of walk on the treadmill just she was very very gentle about it it wasn't like oh you need to go to the gym you need to figure your life out she was very gentle she's like i think this could help you feel better and i was like okay clearly like i had to really check myself i was like i'm living in my parents house right now i just totaled my brand new car i i need to do something different so that's when i walked into the gym and literally i know this sounds like oh my god so corny but like once i walked through those doors the first time granted it was a planet fitness but hey let's not judge let's not judge <laughs> I got through the doors after that. I like never looked back. It, I truly believe that it saved me in every way possible. And then I started becoming obsessed with learning about it. I was obsessed with learning. First, I was the cardio bunny. I was eating maybe 1200 calories. I was distance running and I was like, no, this isn't it. So I truly became so obsessed and would just be like, when I wasn't in the gym, I was learning about the gym. I was learning how to train. I was learning how to feel my body properly. I was doing all of these things. And that's where the love for it really came. And then I was just kind of doing these like odd end jobs, not really being fulfilled at all, because I wanted to take that step of being like, well, you know, I could take clients, but I'm like, I didn't know if I wanted to be in person. Cause that's kind of like, I feel like online training really became a thing. I want to say like 2018 really. Like yeah. That's when it kind of really started booming. Um, but I got into it like pretty early, I want to say. I was like one of the first in the industry to get into online training, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I started just kind of training people for free because I'm like, let me help you. Like, let me help you. So I would train them for free, get, you know, we would have testimonials and stuff like that. And then I would be able to share them. And that's when it's kind of started like gaining some traction. And then I was simultaneously sharing my journey along the way. So I was in Maine sharing my journey, starting to share those things. And, you know, a small, like literally all my friends I went to high school with, they were like, Macy, nobody cares. like stop posting selfies of you. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, if someone sees this, I always, I've always, always been like this. If one person sees this post and it helps them, I'm doing my job. So that's always kind of something I've stuck to like still what I stick to. So anyways, I just kind of continued posting my journey and then I ended up moving to Tennessee and that was a whole new thing for me. Um because I feel like when I was living in Maine, a lot of, you know, I was kind of telling my friends my idea like I want to start my own business. I want to do this and they're like, "Macy, you could never do that. Like you just can't do that." And I was like, "You know, I think I can, but like, obviously when you have all of these outside opinions coming at you, telling you, you can't do something kind of start to believe that. So anyways, got out of Maine, moved to Nashville. Um, I was working at a chiropractic office. I still, I had like four clients at the time that I was working with virtually. And that's like, I was always like checking my phone and texting them while I was at work. I'd be like getting in trouble for it. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's really what I want to do. So my goal was, okay, I'm going to announce on Instagram that I'm taking more clients and I'm going to, you know, really try and work it up so I can be part-time with whatever I'm doing. So that was kind of always my goal was to get, you know, part-time, then full-time doing what I'm doing. During that process, I was also approached about like bikini competitions. That's when I got into all of that. That is, a that was very destructive as well. Not healthy. Um, it served a purpose for me to kind of show, hey, I can do hard shit. But it also put me back in a situation to where I was like, what am I doing? One of those type of scenarios yeah. to where I was very. So can I? Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Finish it. Your- no, go ahead. Go ahead. I got excited. So how- okay, so someone approached you hmm. about that. Like, what did what did that look like? Because that's that's so interesting to me. Oh, And it was
2: very interesting to me too. I was very taken back because I didn't know what bikini competitions were. I feel like they're very heavy in the South, but being from the North, it's not really a thing up there. So I was like, what do you mean? Do I compete? Cause that's what the guy said. He was like, so do you compete? And I was uh-huh. like, compete in what? And he was like, Bikini. I'm like, bikini, what? So, like, I went home and kind of like researched it. I was like, wait, I feel like this is something I could do. And then I started kind of getting into that realm. And it's very, very, in my opinion, very toxic. It's a very toxic atmosphere.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, definitely follow people who used to compete I mean obviously yourself included but people who still compete and it's like you see those posts about like peak week it's like here's my meal it's like Mm. a spoonful of rice and some chicken it's like oh my god I would die I knew
1: a lot of people that did that I was my ex-husband was a marine and in that like military lifestyle for some reason it seemed like there were a lot of people that were very drawn to that and I, I was friends with a number of people that competed and some who still do and I remember having such mixed feelings about watching it because in one way, there was a part of me that's like, whoa, look what you can do. And like, look mm-hmm. at all that discipline. And then on the other hand, it was like, gosh, that's really restrictive. And you seem incredibly stressed out about what's required to do this. And like, maybe there's a middle ground. And it was, it was really interesting to see that close up and like how much went into it. And I think it's one of those spaces where it's like, I'm drinking every day is a clear way to say, I'm not taking good care of my body. It's pretty easy to see that, right? But then there's these other spaces where we can fall into where it's like, I'm doing good things. I'm doing healthy things. I'm exercising. I'm watching what I'm eating. And it's so easy to like feel like we're doing what's good for us. And there also seems to be an industry making a lot of money and saying it's what's good for us. And there's Mm -hmm. beauty standards saying it's good for us and we're better this way. And so I'm what was the turning point for you to be like, oh, maybe this isn't what I think it is, because I think it's it's really easy to feel good about that um, and it must be hard to kind of pivot out of it and decide it's not something that's serving the purpose you thought it was.
2: Yeah. So the turning point for me, I actually shared that on my Instagram today um, was when I did a photo shoot and this was like it was after or right before miami nationals and that that was my third year in a row dieting like i did not take a break from dieting and i got the pictures back and i'm like oh my gosh i know i'm gonna love them this is the best i've ever looked this is the lowest i've ever been on the scale and i got the photos back and i just sat there and i cried because i was like this and it's not it had nothing to do with how i looked i would well i guess yes because i was like that girl is not me she looks so empty there's nothing there's no emotion there there's nothing because there wasn't at that point I really didn't have any friendships I did I was I isolated myself from everybody because I was like if I do this and I thought I was going to be this hero for people in a way
1: Hmm. to where I'm
2: like all these people because that's when my Instagram started to kind of gain traction and like all these people are relying on me to like do this and I felt this certain pressure and then I was like wait a second I don't want this. Like I'm 23 years old. I want to be enjoying my life. I want to be making friends in a new city. Like I want to be doing these things. And it's like, I'm like, now what? Now I feel like I'm at the bottom again. So it was like, I was like, I don't want this. And that's when I actually reached out for help. Um, who he's actually my mentor now, which is crazy, but, um, Nick Comedina, he's a really, really great coach in the industry. And he is also my mentor and, I reached out to him and I, because I, I knew him from the industry, but he was kind of one of those guys that was against the grain of like the norm. And I was like, you know, I need help. He's very educated. And I just, I just know that I need accountability because I knew I had to bring up my food. I knew I had to stop all of this bullshit, but I couldn't do it on my own. So, Um, I reached out for help and we kind of, also, I lost my period at that time. My eyebrows were falling out. My hair was falling out. Wow. It was very, it was very tough time. And, um, I went and got labs done, like my thyroid. It it was just, it was crazy. So once I started working with him, I actually gained, like, I want to say 25, 30 pounds, which was very, very uncomfy, of course. Um had to do a lot of work every single day because I knew I knew in my heart why like I knew in my heart that I was doing the right thing and I was like my body will level out at some point. I know that, I'm going to trust that. And it did. It took about a year, but in the grand scheme of things after treating it like shit for 3 years, I think recovering well in a year, getting all hormones stabilized within a year I think is really really great. So thankful for her. She she's treating me well. <laughs> Yeah. No kidding. Oh my God. That's a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. It is. It's crazy, but I kind of want to make a point too with, because like I said, with the whole competing thing, it did serve a purpose for me because during that time when I was kind of isolating myself, I was, I was hustling like, and I don't Mm -hmm. mean to promote hustle culture because I don't believe in that, but I really do believe it's kind of how I established myself business wise, because I was, there was no distractions for me. I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to help people. I'm going to build my business. So I was working at the chiropractic office, part-time, picked up a waitressing shift, and then was also building my online business. So I was like, this is, there's no option for failure. This is what I want to do. I'm going to make it happen. And I did. Oh my God. That's a wild ride.
0: I had no idea, and here I thought I knew you so
2: (laughs) much. I know. I feel like I should share this more. Like I really do, but I don't know. It's kind of it's hard to kind of talk about yourself. I get it. It's hard to talk. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, and and it's hard sharing the hard stuff, right? Like, and that's you know obviously what we're trying to do with this you know whole adventure that we're on, right? The nonprofit and this podcast is like really tap into that kind of stuff. Because, you know, I've got to be honest, you look at your Instagram feed, and it's like, Oh, my God, she is perfect. (laughs) Like, you're beautiful, but like, relatable. It's like, Oh, my God, everything is so good. And like, you recently got married, like, you know, and so when you look at that kind of stuff, I think it's hard for some people to even
2: reconcile with the fact of like, Oh, she's been through some shit. (laughs) People don't understand like I do get a lot, not a lot of negativity. Like I feel like if I let the negativity in and I really respond to that energy, that's when it comes in more. So I really try to just like I do take constructive criticism, but there's a way to do that and a lot of people don't approach that way. So if they're not approaching that way, then I just I have to block and remove because it's just I'm not going to allow it to take up space. There's no point um, because I know who I am and I'm very confident in myself as a person and what I put out into the world. And if people misconstrue that, that's their that's their business, not mine. But um, yeah, it's it's quite interesting how, you know, I I always have the best intentions of trying to help people. Again, that's my goal every single day. But again, you get those people to where it's just never no matter what you say, it's, it's not enough.
1: <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think those people, um, I mean, I can't assume I know, but I think it's really easy to look at social media in general and a feed that looks like yours and immediately not feel good enough. And I think we're so quick to compare ourselves and then to judge and shame ourselves because we're not something we want or somewhere we want. And so we see people that are beautiful and in shape and thriving and, instead of recognizing like, oh, there's something I want in that. Mm-hmm. It's just easier to be like, Igh, and like judge it and say something mean or like counteract it with something that feels harsh or angry because that's an easier thing to feel and they can put it on you instead right. of go like, oh, what am I wanting? What am I seeing there that I don't have? And it doesn't make it okay by any means. And it doesn't make it not impactful for you. But I do think it's like you're you're pointing out things that people want and that's part of why your job exists. And like, it's a good industry, right? Because as humans, a lot of us are always trying to evolve and grow and change. And that's part of what you do is say like, here's, here's what it can be. Here's a better way. And so I'm sure it's painful and really difficult to get that stuff. But I would say it also feels almost like a win because it's like, you're clearly modeling things that are igniting something in people. And until they get to the place that they can recognize there's something they want in that versus judging it, you know, they're going to react that way. But I guess it's kind of like art when it's like the point of art is to make people feel something, but you can't, you can't control what they're going to feel. It's like you're showing people another opportunity, another way of existing and, and whether they're ready to move toward it or they want it or not, it seems like you're hitting on something for people, right? It's like you are putting out there something that, that makes people go, huh. And maybe it's a good way and maybe it's not, but it definitely sounds like, you know, you're, you're getting across the point of like, here's
2: another way. Well, my point too, that I really want to get across, like I've documented just about everything. Like if you scroll back, there's, there's times where I'm like, whoa, that, I remember that. Like, I remember that instance and I'm really glad I documented that. But like, if you scroll back, Macy... Macy's all there. Like my journey from when I started building up my business to now, it's all there. So it's like that is also hurtful that people assume that it was just given to me. Like I feel like that's the kind of the assumption like, oh, you got lucky. Or it's like, no, bitch, I worked my ass off. I'm sorry if that (laughs) offends you, but I didn't, you know, my parents don't have money. They just handed me to do whatever. And like no shade to anybody that, you know, their parents are well off and never able to do that for them. But like, I had to, if I like, I made this happen because I was not allowing myself to fail. And it's like, again, I really try not to give it any of my energy, but sometimes I just, sometimes I'm weak. I'm human. You know what I mean? I'm just like, that is so unfair and like a slap in the face. But like, you keep thinking that you have my life figured out and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep on doing my thing. So. Yeah.
1: I want to I don't, you're not weak. I, you're human. Like, there's nothing no. weak about you at all. And it would be wild to never feel impacted by that stuff. Yeah. I have,
0: I just can't even imagine, like, the the volumes of messages that you must get. Like, I feel like you must get a lot of, like...
2: Yes, I do good and bad. No, I get, it's mostly like, literally it's like 95% good. Like I really do have a great community on Instagram and I'm very thankful for that. So I really like, I rarely get negative comments and when I do, sometimes I'm guilty of kind of being fixated on them. And it's, it's something that I'm internally working through as well in terms of like, I don't need to defend myself in a situation like that because, again, someone is, like, creating a narrative of who they, who they think I am when in reality right. they don't know me. So I'm like, you're – again, we know – we all know as humans that social media is a highlight reel, yet we can't disconnect right. from that when we are conversing with someone over the internet. That's, that's my struggle with it, but, I mean – Again, I really try to just kind of be like, okay, well, I'm sorry you feel that way about me. And, you know, you really, the best part about this is you don't even have to follow me. Oh, wait, you don't. So why are you talking to me? I'm so confused.
1: (sighs) Humans are so fun.
2: It's interesting. And like I said, I am all for constructive criticism in terms of like, hey, you know, the way you worded this, like, it kind of, you know, I... I agree. There's some times where I'm like, you know, I could have done better there, but I learn from that and move on. It's not like you like attacking me and telling me I'm X, Y, Z doesn't help. (laughs) Like that's not constructive in any way. It's just kind of like, you're a shitty person. And I'm like, Oh, well, um, I don't really know how I can improve from that. So
1: a a lot of, like the point of but what's next is trying to help people understand like tangible next steps they can take when they don't have a lot of resources. And so I like that you hit on like, you know, you weren't sitting on a pile of money to just throw at a new business idea, right? And you didn't finish that degree in college. And so I'm curious, like one, what was the education process for you to move into this role? And What would a recommendation be if someone was interested in this kind of work? Like, where would you suggest they go? How do they start learning about it if they don't have a lot of resources to throw at
2: it? So my first step was to save to get my certification because again, I did, I was quite literally living paycheck to paycheck. I had like $20 to my name to like get me through a week of groceries. Like it was one of those instances. So I was saving, 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 because I didn't really like before I started taking clients, I wanted to make sure that I was certified to do so because I like to operate ethically over here. So yeah.
1: what's this what's <laughs> the certification that you operate under?
2: So I got certified a personal training certification under ISSA. Okay. So what I will say about these certifications, like ISSA, NASM, ACE, those are some great ones. Um, I do think that they are good to have as a credential, but with the material, it is kind of dated. Um, so just something to keep in mind. Again, think it's I think everyone should have the credentials, um, but as far as me learning as much as I have, it's from me hiring and working with mentors that have more knowledge than I do, because there's so much stuff constantly coming out about new ways to move better, new ways to... Nutrition is kind of one of those things where I personally think we overcomplicate it as human beings. Um, So I kind of have different methods now than I did before, but Like in terms of like mobility and training and how to optimally move your body and um, how to prescribe training and stuff like that. So that's where, you know, I do believe that investing in a mentor in the industry is going to be your best bet as far as kind of really gaining that knowledge and also working in like actual experience with clients. Um, that's something that I worked in person with clients before I started working online with clients. So I did have a few people that I was working with, so I could really understand how the body moves, and I think that's very important to have, um, just because again, you're prescribing training to somebody, so you want to, you know, be intentional with how you are prescribing that training. So that's kind of where I would go with it: is definitely get your certification first, just as a credential, but then constantly be learning. Like they're I am still learning. Like I am always, always, always learning. Never be closed off to it because there's not one person in the industry that knows everything. There's just not. And the people that are claiming that they do and the the way that they do it is best are probably the most uneducated. Hmm. (laughs) That's good insight. No, but it's true. Well and you know, so while you
0: were talking, I was sitting here thinking, I feel like I know in in real life, not like Instagram life, but like You know what I'm talking about. Like, you have your Instagram friends that you follow. And, like, I feel like I know these people, but I really don't. (laughs) But, like, real-life human friends who, especially during the pandemic, got really into working out, which I love. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, crush it. Do something productive. Like, that's awesome. But a lot of people – a lot of those people also were like, okay, well, I think I want to get into, like, online coaching. And one of the things that I thought was something you touched on was, like, I feel like in-person training would be the way to start. Right? Like, it just – feels like it would be a natural first step before going into online. I don't know, but you touched on that. So I think that that's. Solid yeah. And
2: I do advice. think, I, I mean, <laughs> obviously everybody's journey is different. And I, I personally just think that it would be nice to have that in-person experience again, just to kind of see how different bodies move because you know, I did have some older clients that I was working with and I had a younger generation as well. So it's like, it's good to see the difference there because obviously you're not going to program a 20, like the same programming for a 20 year old for a woman who's 55. You know what I mean? So it's just something that kind of teaches you that. And also it kind of teaches you in terms of communication with people. I think kind of having that in-person experience is very important with that as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, okay, let's talk a little bit about, you know, we talked about your what you wanted to be when you grew up and, you know, the certifications that you got and your journey to where you are now. What does a day in the life of Macy look like?
2: Oh, well, it's pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> so my schedule... It's depending on the day, really. So Monday and Tuesdays sure. are my favorite days because I get to check in with all my clients, my lovely ladies. So I divide. I have half of my girls check in on Monday and half of my girls check in on Tuesday. Right now, I have about a roster of like sixty clients. So, whoa, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a lot. That's just my roster. And then Carly and Abby, they have they have about like twenty five, thirty each. So we've got we've got a squad going. It's great. Um, but oh my God, Monday and Tuesdays, I do work blocking. So like first thing in the morning, I do like my journal prompts. I do my daily intentions and then that's when I'm not on my phone. And then I do all of that first and then I open my computer and start work. So I will be doing client check-ins on Mondays from, I want to say like 630 to 11, like I try to cut off at 11. I'm really, I'm, I've set this new boundary now of having all clients send their check-ins from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Time, just because if not, I was finding there was kind of like this reoccurring thing of people sending their check-ins at like 4 30, and they're sending me their photos after, you know, eating and drinking all day. And I'm like, wait a second, this? No. Got to be fasted first thing in the morning. But anyways, so um, seven in the morning until 11 is kind of my first chunk of the day on Mondays and Tuesdays. And then I'll break, go get my workout in, come home. And then the second half of the day is kind of when I do my more like, I hate to say this word, influencer stuff. So I'll catch up with like brand deals because I do get a lot of brand deals that come from through my inbox, but I'm very, I cannot put enough emphasis on this. I'm very picky with those types of deals because there's like, they will pay you so much money, but if it's not a product that I will actually use and get behind, would spend my, my own money on, it's not worth the money to me. And that's just something Yeah, that I know some people that are like, Oh, fuck that. Like I'll talk about that for $3,000. <laughs> I'm like, not me because as soon as I start to talk about something that I'm like people can see it on my face. I am not someone right. that can be like, I love this. Um, I would, I just wouldn't even know what to say. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyways. I have no poker face, so I am right there with you. Like, Wait, I, I, there. yeah, there is no faking it for me, for better for worse. Like, there is no way I could sell something I didn't believe
2: in. I totally get it. Exactly. I am like, yeah. I am sorry if I can't get behind it one hundred percent. Like, it, it just doesn't make sense. So, anyways, I, the back end of my day is kind of that type of stuff in my inbox and then um, client conversations as well. So I'll be getting on the phone with potential new clients if need be, but I do have an assistant who kind of like handles all of that onboarding stuff, which is really nice. So I also have a meeting with her each day. Um, Then I go outside for walks, definitely try to get in some more steps. Yes. (laughs) That's pretty, I mean, it's pretty boring. Like I am just pretty much at home in front of my computer most of the day, unless I am like, okay, you need to get outside, get some vitamin D because your mind, body and soul needs that. And then also creating content. I'm in my house, either creating a rest a a meal idea, or I'm creating content for the newsletter, or it's kind of always a constant state of creation. Also too, for brands, any brands that I work with creating content for them. So yeah, I'm like me does nothing. I'm like, well, actually I I do a lot. It's a lot of things.
1: That's a lot of things. And content
2: creation is like, I understand where people were like, oh my God, influencers, all you have to do is like post this. And I'm like, do you understand what, like in terms of like a partnership, number one, there's guidelines. Number two, there's just so much that goes into like editing a video now because where Instagram is pushing video content, it's like reels, they have to be, Aesthetic, no, they don't have to be, but like I personally, I find enjoyment in being created that way and kind of making it look aesthetic. That like I find enjoyment in that, so I put in the extra time. But it's like it is not easy out here. Mm-mm.
1: Content creation, oh my is god, not quick and easy. That's not a thing.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Okay, can I tell you guys? Like with the nonprofit Instagram, good god like the real thing it took i'm i am ashamed at how how many google searches i had to do a to learn how to make a reel because i've never done it before and b
2: my god the time <laughs> it's insane it's literally insane
1: i couldn't make a reel for you right now if if i had to to save my life couldn't do it i wouldn't even ask you to it's <laughs> too much it's way too much if you go spend your time go get a
0: hot girl walk in and then that's if the snack is,
1: like we make like that's I'm in film production, but I'm like, I don't know how to make an Instagram post. Like I can walk you through the whole process to, to make a commercial, but an Instagram. Ah.
2: It's, uh-uh. it's crazy. I'm like, I wish we would just kind of keep Instagram the way it was. I found nothing wrong with it, but of course they're trying to keep up with TikTok. And I'm like,
1: mm. just let
2: TikTok be TikTok. Just right. God, I know. So Macy,
1: what, what's your favorite thing that you get to do in your job?
2: My favorite thing is giving women their freedom back and like watching them regain control in their life because I find that we're definitely our own kind of like worst critic. And I feel like we, we hold ourselves back. We don't trust ourselves enough and like, we're not in tune with ourselves enough and watching that light bulb go off and being like, wow, I literally don't, have to do these things I want to do these things because of how they make me feel it's like again just it's the best feeling in the world and I'm just so thankful that I get to like be a part of that step in someone's journey
1: gosh that's so beautiful and I can see Sarah's face I'm like I know it's connecting with her and the work you guys are doing because I see how she's reacting and
0: and and it's no it's true Like, oh my God, because it's so true. And this is, you know, one of the things, Macy, that I love about what you're doing is like the team call that we had last night where it's like you get together with all these other women and it's like we're all saying the same thing in different ways. Like we're Mm -hmm. all struggling with the same things and it's like, eat that meal. And like you said something last night on the call, it was like, we are not toddlers. We are grown ass women. And it's like, yes. (laughs) And like today I had one of those moments. I was like, God, I'm craving a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I looked at my macros and like where I was at for the day based on my personal goals. And I was like, I'm going to eat the damn sandwich. Like, yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Not a half sandwich, a whole sandwich. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. And like, yeah,
2: it's, it's awesome. What you're doing is amazing. Thank you. It's I try so- really hard. I'm always, always waking up in the morning, excited to learn more just so I can help you guys at a higher level, because that's truly why I feel like I was put on this earth. So.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I, that last answer was so good. And it's so funny because there was something you said way at the beginning of this which was not that long ago but it feels like a long time ago now <laughs> no. you were talking right. oh it was when you were talking about being in Maine and starting this kind of business and having this idea and people doubting it and saying nobody wants to see your post that's not a good idea you can't do that mm-hmm. and you weren't deterred and you made a big big move so that you could be somewhere where you felt like you had more traction and like you kept going and I, I wanted to ask how you knew to trust that like inner instinct. And so then to hear you say that you love like helping women learn to trust themselves. It's like, there was this thing I see in you of like, you heard something and you were able to listen to it and act on it and follow it. And now you're sharing that with other people. And I'm just, I'm really curious, like, where did that come from? How did you know to trust that? And how do you help gift that to other people of like hearing that voice of what's right for us and trusting it?
2: That's a really, like, that's a really good question. So I just, I just knew and like, I felt it, it like hurt in my stomach to where I was just like, I know that I can help people and this is the way that I want to do it. Because again, c- kind of stems back to my childhood and kind of like what I wanted to do when I grew up. I wanted to help people. I wanted to be a doctor and save lives, but it's like, I'm saving lives in this way in terms of, giving people their health back, not just physically, but like mentally. And I think that's something that we've all kind of put on hold for so long and it's like, okay. In society. I mean, I definitely think that we're taking better steps in terms of mental health and actually being taken seriously, Mm -hmm. but I just felt it in my core. I I knew that I could change people's lives and I knew that health and fitness was a way that I could do it. And I, I just never wavered on that. So Um, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to think about that. I just never saw it as like, yes, I had obstacles, of course, just like anybody else would. But I didn't allow myself to be like, okay, well, this obstacle came up. So obviously this isn't going to work. I'm like, okay, how can I pivot and still make things work? Like there was just no option of anything else.
0: Hmm. Wow. You know what? so much of what you're saying is like, and here's what's so interesting. I love doing this <laughs> Can I just say it Same. again? Because like, like, I feel like so many people that we've talked to, so many, we're <laughs> <right>, on episode five, <laughs> but our other guests, <laughs> like it all really does boil down to that perseverance thing. And like that, those gut instincts mm-hmm. of like, I know that i meant For X, Y, and Z. And I know that this feels right, and nothing's gonna get in my way, and things will inevitably get in the way,
1: but you persevere. Mm -hmm. Like, God. And you don't have to have massive resources to do that. And it doesn't have to be a straight line, and you don't have to get it right the first time. And like, there was something else you said earlier about kind of how you were existing. And I remember you just saying, Nope, this isn't it. And like I wrote it down because it's like sometimes the nope, this isn't it is all we have. And we don't yet have the gut feeling about what it is. We don't have that like knowing and yearning, but like there's value in the nope, this isn't it. Cause then we keep moving and it's like eventually we stumble onto this thing. And like I was now definitely someone, yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted. I'm still like, do I know what I want to be when I grow up? I don't know. But for the first time ever, I have a job I love. And when I, when I found it, It was like, oh, this is a thing I want to be doing. And there are obstacles and risks, but there's like that deep knowing and having to trust myself to take those risks. And I just, I love hearing it over and over of people like, I don't know what I want to do. I knew this wasn't it. Or here's the thing I connected to. Like it's, it's just, it is, it's, we haven't talked to a ton of people, but it does feel like there's this thread of like, it doesn't matter who the person is or what the job is. It comes down to like trying things, ruling things out, trusting yourself when you hit on something and then being willing to be resourceful and dig in and ask for help. That's the other thing I've heard you say, Mm -hmm. like you were open to your mom's really gentle help when this all first started. And then when you wanted to get into it more, you reached out to Nick and said, help, like the asks for help and bringing in community around you to support those hard decisions, the hard moves, whatever it might be, there will be hard work to get to where you want to go. But I love that it sounds like you've really, you've reached out and asked for help when you felt like you needed it. And that kind of has propelled you in many spaces to get where you are.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I'm still taking help. I'm, you know, hired four employees. I'm hiring another one. I'm working with a mentor. Like that doesn't, and that's something that I think is very important for everyone. Like, you know, outsource, if you are questioning yourself or whatever, ask that person for help, I guarantee you're going to get to where you want to a little bit quicker than, you know, trying to figure it out on your own. And I think, you know, we try to be like, oh, I can figure that out. I can be resourceful. And I do think to a certain extent, yeah, try to be resourceful. But if you've kind of extended all your resources and it's like, okay, who could help me in this area and just be like, I need help. You don't have to be the expert in everything.
0: Exactly. Yes. It's a lesson I'm trying to teach myself every day at work.
2: (laughs) It's a hard lesson. It really is because I think, you know, we just want to be able to handle everything on our own. I think that's Mm -hmm. just like women. We're just very strong. And I think we just kind of want to take care of everything. That's women in us. We just want to take care of it all. But yeah, we don't need to. You know what I mean?
1: Do you have any advice for how to ask for help when you know you need it?
2: So I just flat out ask. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> always like that. It kind of took me to being like, I'm failing. Ugh. I Now I'm just like, okay, so here's where I'm at. I have this problem. Like I will literally write it down in my journal. Okay, here's my problem. What's the solution in this? If I can't write down five areas where I can trying to solve it on my own, I completely outsource.
1: Hmm. Whoa. Yeah. That's, I, that's brilliant. That was such a good answer. I didn't (laughs) expect such like a, a methodical way. I don't know that I've ever had someone give such a good answer to like, how do you ask for help? That's such a good way to gauge of like, can I solve this or is it time to bring someone else?
2: Right. And honestly, I'm like, I could condense that even more to just like three ways. I'm like, if I, these first three things don't work, then it's definitely time because I'm like, realistically, yeah, condense that to three, then ask for help, then outsource completely. Oh my God. I am going to keep a
0: notepad at my work <laughs> yep. and just start jotting
2: notes. I'll be out of a job soon. <laughs> like forget and outsource it all. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Not everything, of course, but like in terms of just like technical things to where I'm like, I have Hmm. no idea how to do that. Outsource immediately. There's a lot of people too that are willing to help because, and what I love about business owners and small business owners, most of us are all trying to help each other for the greater good. So when you come across those people, they're not going to like charge you an arm and a leg, you know, everyone's just kind of trying to help each other um which I think is really nice. Yeah.
1: I'm curious on the the social media side. We don't have a ton of time left, but I I mean, it feels like everyone's trying to make themselves something on social media. Like it it feels mm. like there's so much potential there, but it's also really hard to do. Like how how did you get traction there? What what do you feel like has been your key to success in building like an influencer platform that you can monetize?
2: So I want to say for me, it was just being consistent, especially through the pandemic. I was very consistent with posting workouts. I was posting like daily workouts and that's when my, it like, kind of like blew up at that point. Um, and that's what I'm, I had to immediately hire because I was still a one woman show. Um, but I say in terms of growing, obviously stay true to yourself, know your why, have that written somewhere where you're going to see it every single day. Do not stray from that. Also, providing value to your audience, Um, continuing to provide value, not just, like, sharing. Like, of course, you want to share parts of your life as well, so you're, you know, sharing your personality, but providing value for free to your audience. Like, that's something, like, they remember. Um, And like I said, just consistency. With all of that, I really do feel like, you know... That will help in terms of growth um the algorithm is a little tricky nowadays uh they are favoring if you are a smaller account you definitely have an advantage um they are not like the reach of bigger accounts now is not as much because they are favoring the smaller accounts so i am always telling people i'm like you if you're just starting social media like you should be so excited because you have such an advantage for the bigger accounts, like 100,000 plus, it's like it, it's gotten a lot harder for us to kind of see that engagement, see our posts being seen anymore, which can be kind of like, oh man, that sucks. Like I'm not getting, you know, I'm not reaching enough people anymore, but you know, it's kind of turning into a TikTok type of thing to where with reels and mm-hmm. stuff, like some of your reels can go viral and that can literally change. So it's like always just, put out content, like put out content. Cause you never know what's going to change your life. Like truly literally something can go viral. It can change your life.
1: It's a wild world out there in social media land.
2: It is a wild it's world. Like,
1: it's like that, you know, that song that just recently came out,
0: Mandy, that you showed with me the one about Victoria's secret. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Do you know that song, Macy?
2: No, I don't.
1: The <gasps> tic- It started on TikTok. This artist, I think her name is Jax. And she wrote a song called Victoria's Secret in response to, like, a girl she babysits, a 12-year-old was bathing suit shopping with her friends, and her friends made some snarky comment about she was too chubby for a bikini. And so this this woman, from her own experience of what it is to be a woman in this world with a body (laughs) and all the things we take on – Right, wrote this song called Victoria's Secret. You have to go listen to it. I would love to it's hear so your good. thoughts on it. It's and just I'm all about. I'm immediately
2: going to listen to it after we get off of
1: this. It's
0: so yeah. So this girl, she went viral with this song because it's it's like a really good song. It's not just like oh, it's it's like it's a really it's a good song, well written, good song. And Victoria's Secret ended up reaching out to her to like be in an ad campaign that was like you know about how like inclusive they're and stuff and she went on her tiktok and was like nope, nope here's what i have to say about you. yours are offer oh my and it's like it's amazing so you need to look it up because it's really
2: good that is amazing <laughs> and honestly
0: but yeah it's like like one thing that just went viral and this girl's like everywhere now it's
2: crazy tiktok is definitely like the leading in my opinion when it comes to like going viral and those things changing your life mm-hmm. but TikTok, in my opinion, it's not something to where, like, I have friends that do TikTok, but they don't make, like, money off of, like, they don't really get ad deals off mm-hmm. of TikTok, Yeah, if that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. It does, yeah. Which, I mean, I honestly consume TikTok just to kind of laugh. That's kind of, like, my space where I'm, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm just going to, like, because it's funny, like, some people. There's some funny people on there to where I'm it's like, yes, yeah. people, <laughs> I don't like TikTok really isn't my thing where I like feel super like, Oh, I can create here. You know what I mean? Like Instagram, mm-hmm. I'm like an Instagrammer through and through. I love to create there. Um, Other than that, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm a millennial. I'm going to stay in my millennial lane and not kind of,
1: we love Instagram. We know how to use it, except for yeah. me, if you ask for a reel,
2: I'm like the Gen Z <laughs> stuff. I'm like, I cannot, my head is spinning. I can't give up.
0: Try being an elder millennial. <laughs> you know, there's like I, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's so hard.
2: <laughs> it is tough out here.
0: Oh my God. Macy, you are such a gem. And I feel like, okay, as we're kind of winding down here, I know we're like five minutes over right now, but it's okay. Um, I feel like there were like three main things that really came up. Like like three words that I have written down. Like first one is consistency. Cause I feel like so much of what you and I have talked about individually and what you've talked about with posting and your own life and everything, just consistently showing up perseverance. And then I also have creation and like kind of tapping into your creative Mm mind. And that's like, I have them like, like underline. underline, underline. (laughs) And that's, you know, working with you one-on-one, like, you know, in real life outside of the podcast as one of your clients, like consistency is something that like you always preach and you've always exemplified, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is so amazing. But just hearing you talk about your own background and getting deeper insight into that and hearing about how that consistency has paid off for you with where you are now is like amazing. Like it all makes sense. Like I'm like, oh my God, it's yeah. Consistency with everything.
2: Everything, nearly everything.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Mandy, do you have any, any, remaining questions while we're winding down our thoughts
1: i I think i already threw a million your way um what a great conversation
2: i feel like this was really amazing
1: I feel like we could talk Good. for another hour.
2: Thank you so much for being I know. here. But I, mean, I was
1: like honestly it was work to like keep it on the rails of what this podcast is about because I was like oh this is a conversation this is a conversation. So I know I just thank you for sharing so openly and Absolutely. you know it's it's not always easy to talk about how we got where we were or the messier moments but it's like gosh that's where so much of the stuff happens. Like that, those are the moments that kind mm-hmm. of make us and so I just I really appreciate that you're willing to share that and to share the realness. And just like you saying, all of Macy is on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just, it's not just now. It's not just when you've made it to this destination. And I feel like you really brought that to this conversation too. So thank you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It was so much fun to be able to be open and chat with you guys. And I hope that the people love it and take some things into their life and start, start making their dreams happen.
1: I think they will love it. Well, it's that time if you are still with us thank you for listening we're sorry for who knows what this time but it's always something <laughs> and you're welcome when i saw you standing out there i said what's wrong but you didn't care i said hello as you he smiled back for that's the first time anyone said